tired. So tired. Overtired. Welcome to Overtired. I am Brett Terpstra. I am here with, as always, Jeffrey Severns Gunsel and Christina Warren. Uh, Jeff, how's it going? I'm trying to match your brightness. I I'm, I gotta I just, do some like, stretches yeah. during the countdown before we start recording. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna put on a new face. I'm yeah. gonna come out bright. I'm gonna come out hard. Yeah, and uh, and I just decided to go for it. I am not actually feeling that, but uh, Christina, how are you? Well, okay, yes, similar to Jeff, I'm like trying to kind of like find the energy. It's like, hey, I'm so glad to be here. This is and like, and I can totally do that. But I was like, that doesn't sound like Brett. Okay, so no, I'm I'm, 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 um, no, I'm doing pretty well. Um, there's, well, we'll talk about it. But no, in general, I'm doing pretty well. Um, I uh, had you know the last week or so off, which was nice. And, um, now I don't know about YouTube, but it's like, just kind of like winding down before the end of the year. Um, so there's a lot of meetings and projects and stuff, but it's, you know, just kind of trying to get, get things squared away before, before the holidays. So that was some well. well-earned time off. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> Sounds like a wild few weeks before that. Like, so we all had last week off. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, I, we, we just needed, needed we needed a week off. We did. I it spent was t- the whole podcast break on the beach. Are you serious? You know? No, I'm joking. Damn. But I was. I'm I don't have to record I w- the podcast this week. I'm going to the beach. So, <laughs> I found I found the the style of music I want uh, for the mental health corner, and I posted <laughs> it in our Discord. Let me just send you real quick. Um, copy link. And I'm going to drop this in our chat and you guys can just hear this so that it puts you in the mood uh, for for what's about to happen. It depends on my mental health status. <laughs> oh, shoot. It went to a. Oh, can you hear that? Sorry, but it actually it went to I'm in Chrome, so I'm not signed in, which means I got this big ad and I was like, wow. Yeah, no, I'm doing pretty good. I was kind of depressed. It's uh, uh, it's marimbas and castanets. Yes, I remember you sent me that just with the castanets going. Um, can I tell you before we head into the mental health corner? Yes. I uh I did a guest spot. Rosemary was sick for uh automators with uh David Sparks, and he brought me in to fill in for Rosemary. And I went ahead and just told anyone who's listening, because I'm used to, you know, our relatively modest listener numbers. I'm like anyone who's listening who wants into the NV Ultra beta, just you know, drop me an email. And holy shit, they have a lot of listeners because really? I have I especially, have spent the last that. I have spent the last five days just constantly fielding emails. Thank God for Text Expander. Wow. And like just yeah. like put, push pushing people towards like the private email beta list, um, beta email list, but Man, I it it's 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 fascinating to me that some shows have so much more appeal than we do. <laughs> I feel like we're very appealing. I just I don't understand why why we don't have that kind of audience. Yeah, well, it's a very different kind of show. I mean, I feel like 
having listened to that show quite a long time, David established a sort of formula that um, is always met pretty precisely. And I think that as having been someone who listened for like a year or so, it was a phase in which I just wanted to hear people talk about that sort of thing. It was mm-hmm. Mac power users in this case. Right? Sure. Um, and the thing that can, that, that is interesting to me about podcasts, and this is in no way a critique of David Sparks or either of those shows, um, is that like, how long can you do the formula before you feel like, oh, I just cycled through for the 50th time. Go to this app, go to this app, go to this app, go to this app, go to this type of thing, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, his listenership is crazy. Yeah. Well, Rosemary, though, is is someone who just brings things fresh every time. I feel like once automators started going, it felt like with Rosemary, there's just no end to what she can contribute, you know, because she's... I think she's yeah. more actively like developing and playing and, yeah. you know, um, and so I think that's a, that was a great call as a, as a co-host. I would say that David bringing Rosemary on was equivalent to us bringing Jeff on. <laughs> and it got you just as many new listeners, namely my friend, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Dan. Um, well, and another thing that's interesting about, that podcast to me is I think of it because I do still listen once in a while. I kind of, I always check out to see what the topic is, although I have not looked to see that you were there. Um, Listening to his podcast is almost like listening to the classic rock station where you're like, (laughs) I don't really need this stuff anymore, but it's kind of fun to hear this song once in a while. (laughs) It's nice. Play Um, play me the hits. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Play me the hits. It's also, it's like, it's like, it's like comfort. It's like comfort TV. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Like just have it on in the background. You're like, even if I already know a lot of this stuff, and even if I'm not necessarily learning, um, maybe I am. Like, like a Grant listens to old Car Talk episodes all the time, mm. and like that's a yeah. show that has you know hasn't been on the uh, air, and I don't know how long, but they still you know re-release um, episodes on on NPR, I think, uh, or maybe yep. it's just in their app. But you know, um, one of the one of the guys, one of the brothers, passed away a few years ago, and and before that, even they like retired. But like, that's yeah. another example of a thing like that, you know, he can like listen to an old episode from like the nineties, you know, and still yeah. enjoy mm-hmm. the banter and the trying to figure out what's wrong with the car and, and all that <laughs> stuff. You know, and I, I feel like totally. that's, that's kind of similar with what you're talking about. Didn't, like, like didn't cl- click or clack. Didn't one of them die? Yes. That's what she's saying. That's yeah, what I said. Yeah. yeah. One of them died. Um, yeah. uh, and they'd stopped before that because I think he had um, Alzheimer's or dementia or oh, something. That's sad. It's very sad. Yeah. Yeah. Also like, um, also like classic rock stations, accidental tech podcast, which is one that I, I used to listen to faithfully. Now, when I put it on, it's again, like classic rock. I'm waiting for Van Halen to come on. And Van Halen in this case is John Syracuse. Like I just, <laughs> I want to hear John. Syracuse when are we going to get Syracuse on this show? <laughs> we do, no, we do. We need to have him on like, honestly. And, and this would be one where I would just be happy to just like sit back and let the man talk because yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like let the man critique. Yes. <laughs> we'll just Honestly, we'll come up, I, I we'll come up with me. a prompt. We'll just we'll we'll throw out a prompt and just let him go. <laughs> I'm a huge fan. I, I do that with Christina a, all the he's time. He's a fantastic mind and and delightful <laughs> to listen to. Yeah. All right. So, okay. uh, so well, are we health supposed corner? to be playing our marimbas for mental um, health corner? We're just gonna have to imagine it for now. Okay. Unless okay. someone, unless whoever's editing this episode. 
feels right like in interjecting, we're just going to roll into imagine in your head, 50s martini music, marimbas, castanets. Um, I'm not even going to try to hum it. You, you know what I'm talking about. You know, totally. you know the genre. Um, who 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 wants to who wants to do a mental health check in? Hmm. All right, fine, I will. Okay. It has been over six weeks now since I had a manic episode. And I think that's a good thing. Um, I overall I am I haven't been manic in a while, but I also I feel like I'm finding that new stable that I've been talking about. Um, I'm not I'm not suffering from most symptoms of depression. Um, I'm functioning at a higher level than than I usually am in periods that I term quote unquote stable. Um, and and this feels like I might be finding a new normal. It's still not the like uh, energy level that I really would like to think normal could be for me. Um, I really am missing that like manic energy right now. I really, I really want it like to the point where I'm tempted to like go off my stimulants no. for a few days and then no like way. just start no. them back up just to like trigger. Yeah. God, but no. I'm, I'm being smart. I'm being smart. I'm not doing that, but, um, I'm, I, there's still, there are still things I need to figure out before I can consider this sustainable. Because my my personality will try to train wreck this pretty quickly um, and and try to get back to a creative space that I feel like I'm lacking. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm, I'm doing all right. Uh, my my the leader of my group at work got they call it rift reduction in force. Rift. Um, she got rift. Uh, taken away from us um, and left us in kind of a lurch. And and because it was a riff, they can't just replace her job position. So now we're all reporting to one level higher. And it's a new guy they brought in from Microsoft and none of us know him yet. And uh, we have a whole bunch of everything's very uncertain. Like, we don't know what the situation's going to be. We don't know if what we're doing now is going to continue. How many management changes does that make for you in just a little over a year, I think? Uh, three. Okay. Three three major management shifts in the year I've been at Oracle. Um, and I guess this is just kind of par for the course. I haven't been in corporate America for a long time. but uh, It's a lot, but I'm trying to think. I mean, I think I had five one year, so <laughs> five or six. But that was that was a crazy, like that was a ridiculous situation um, in all those cases. And so, and I, I'm not like defending it in any way. So three is a lot, three major ones. And and in those cases, I was at least still in the same team. Like we didn't have like yeah. Well, one time I did get reworked, but 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 like I was still even then I was still like in the same group. Whereas it seems like you've had a, a different reporting structure and some other different things happen. The interesting thing has been that I have stayed in the same group the whole time. Right. Yeah. Well, every everyone but else in the group has, has moved. So my I'm 
I'm in the same group, but with all new people. That's what I mean. Yeah. So, 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 so it, it, it's effectively well, the same thing. Whereas with me, yeah, it is. there were some changes, but for the most part, it wasn't like I had like a new, you know, like I had new colleagues, you know what I mean? So. Wow. Man. Corporate gigs. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a whole other, uh, it's a whole other universe. It's, it's hard to kind of explain, like if you haven't worked in it, then going into it for people who haven't had that, especially, you know, someone like you, Jeff, who like you've worked in, in journalism, which even corporate journalism is still different than like, Mm -hmm. uh, corporate jobs. I think in most cases, like maybe it's different if you worked at like a very like, buttoned up organization well, although- for me it's i have some of that experience because i'm kind of like a special teams guy right you know and those are the ones that get the managers swept out you know switched out halfway oh totally through. totally yeah but, but, <laughs> but, but haven't, not, barely at all i've had that experience once but you've also because you're special teams you're kind of like you know that you're kind of like the get in get out kind of guy right like that's kind of like part of the gig right is that it's yeah you know you go in you, or, or you're working on your thing and and you know it can change around you um mm-hmm. Like yeah, at, at least, at least that that's how I felt about it. It's like the uncertainty or the chaos is kind of like a feature, not a bug in some ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas in theory, I think in, in corporate life, although it, the number of reworks that big companies have, it's crazy. You think that you're doing it for the stability and then you kind of realize once you're in it, oh no, there's not like there's people wonder sometimes like how, with really large organizations and, and I'm going to be generalizing here, but I think this is probably true, uh, largely, but, but it is still a generalization. Like people wonder like, why does it take big companies so long to introduce new things or to do stuff? And this is why, because when you have, you know, hundred thousand people or whatever in an organization, you're going to have a natural attrition of talent. You're going to have new people coming in and out with different strategies who want to do their own way of doing things and have their brilliant idea of wanting to restructure stuff. And every time you have, a reorganization and then people have to like get back up to speed and figure out what they're doing. And like that takes mm-hmm. time. And like that, that leads to delays and, and stuff getting released. Like that's, that's why yeah. historically, I mean, not, not always, but historically why larger companies are slower to respond to things than smaller ones, because they're just, you know, so much like it, when you're trying to turn something like that, especially if you do it multiple times, you have a lot of people who are just kind of getting paid to sit around and not really know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> uh, Brett, you brought that up as part of your meth- mental health check-in. Is that I can't remember how it com- how we got into it. Yeah. Well, so my mental health right now is very much wrapped it wrapped up in this stress of being required. Yeah. Like we're on two week sprints now, where we have to produce new content every two weeks, and like that is hugely taxing on my mental health because. I just, I, I, it's, it's very laborious to me. How do those kinds of posts perform? I mean, we, we have a ton of like tutorial content that is useful and evergreen, but ultimately not high traffic properties. Uh, It's a whole, a whole ecosystem of tutorial content. That's great if you're searching for the exact term that it's about. Uh, you'll find it, but it's not exactly like mm-hmm. announce it on the social channels and people swarm right, in to read right, it. Right. right. No, 
and, and that's not really the goal. I mean, I think usually right. the goal of that content is one, yes, if you can get your SEO good enough with some of your keywords, people can find it and you can cut down on support costs. But usually the bigger thing is like when you have um, partners uh, and meaning like sales teams and ecosystems trying to find solutions for people and, and, and they're trying to integrate stuff, like it's useful to have those examples and that tutorial stuff there when people are trying to figure things out. Because the people who are, you know, really trying to implement stuff or maybe they're again consultants it's really common they go in they go out of something and they're like okay i need to implement this all right what does your documentation say and and mm -hmm. that's um going to in some ways maybe save the 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 partner teams from having to create one-off content that doesn't live anywhere else or yeah. have any have longer I, standing purpose have yeah. i told you what warp is doing the terminal warp yeah 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 you are you writing for them right yeah like, i just watched a long tutorial about warp i love warp. I kind of fell in love yeah they're they're <clears throat> creating content they're doing like the seo research to figure out what people and just for the listeners out there that search engine occultism huh. yes exactly seo <laughs> um they're they're figuring out exactly what what terminal users are trying to figure out and they're building content around that. And it's not even warp specific. Yeah. Like the content they're building it it, it very clearly answers the question. For example, how do I do recursive change mod? Yep. Uh, and how do I use the change mod command recursively? And any search for that we'll is going to wind up on this terminus page they've created, which then links to warp. And it's great content. They're yep. doing a really good job of creating good content. Like that's what anyone, yeah. that's the content is king philosophy. Uh, totally. Right? No, it works. They... That's the digital ocean approach. Like that's what, uh, yeah. we, which yes. I guess really was the slice host approach, um, which was, you know, creating really good tutorials that were genuinely great, whether you're using digital ocean mm -hmm. or not. And then that builds an affinity, builds brand awareness. You see the site a number of times and you're going, Hey, I need a VPS. Who am I going to try? Yeah, I imagine that the similar thing will happen with Warp. Yeah, hey, I, I'm looking at a new terminal tool. You know, maybe maybe this isn't enough. What should I try? Oh, well, you know what? This 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 Warp stuff has been really useful. Let me yeah. give that a shot. Yeah, I think yeah. it's really smart. Yeah. yeah, and like I mean, a really my, like small example is Setup started doing. You know, how do you clean install? You know, yeah, when there's a new operating exactly. system, and then there you are. I, I was wondering if you two probably understand this better than me, but in terms of SEO, so if a if a if a company that's making a terminal, that's the main thing they're doing, right, um, is also posting on all this stuff that is Unix based or whatever else, does the fact that they at the top level are a terminal site give them extra SEO juice when then they have things about change modification and stuff like that? I don't. How does that occultism work in that case? I have no idea. <laughs> it's fucking black magic to me. I man. know, man. <laughs> Danny Sullivan's here Did, with yeah, us. Yeah, I was. I was going to say Danny <clears throat> Sullivan would know. Uh, <laughs> I think he's, I think he went to Google actually, but, uh, yeah, I think he did. but yeah, no, he would know. I have no idea. Although I do know that that's something like Microsoft struggled with a lot. And, um, GitHub, I think does a better job and Microsoft had a whole team where they have a whole team involved, but how good they were, I think depends on what product they're working at. But we had things where then this was sort of embarrassing. Like I remember one time, like maybe I shouldn't say this. Nah, fuck it. I'll <laughs> say it. Um, we were, you know, writing, you know, because um, we helped a lot with documentation and Azure stuff. And, and a guy on our team, Thomas, who he's no longer a developer advocate, but he still works at Microsoft. He's on one of the product teams. He was an MVP uh, when we hired him. And MVPs are basically like they're kind of like community members who 
are maybe given early access to things, but they they help out in the community and and they you know um, uh, are kind of like our, our super fans uh, developers. Um, Google has has a program too. GitHub has one. Most most companies have these sorts of programs. And his blog, because he continued blogging after he got the job, would often rank higher than the official documentation mm. when you would be searching for how to do something in Azure. Like it was crazy that his blog would rank naturally higher in in SERP than the freaking docs would. And I was I, I yeah. like I was trying to I I like we were, we were talking about the problems with that one time, and I wasn't on the SEO team, but I kind of like went off on. I was in a group meeting, and I was like. You cannot say that the SEO team has it together when Thomas's blog ranks higher consistently. Like clearly, the authority mm-hmm. the authority score for my personal blog is insane. Like if I write about a topic for a company I'm working for, my posts will show up ahead in Google and in DuckDuckGo. Um, there's something like I have built a trust score. I don't understand how all of these scores work. But like my my blog, if it matches the right keywords, mm-hmm. I can rank higher than major corporations. And it's kind of nuts. That's cool. <laughs> we've seen it happen when uh, we've been working together and trying to solve some problem and you search something. And, <laughs> and like, then you oh, find right. like Brett stuff. I like wrote about one. this already. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wrote about this. Here's where it is. I love it's that. It's also kind of what happened to you by going on automators, right? Like it, it, that's a much more direct kind of mechanical version of what happens with mm-hmm. SEO. But just like that authority score. I forgot about that. I remember back in the day, uh, we were always like I, when I worked at a magazine, we were always shooting to get like a, a laughing squid uh, link <laughs> yeah, or right. like, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously the, 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 the Holy Gruber. Grail. Yeah. The Holy Grail was, is always was always um, if you could get a um, <laughs> a drudge report link. Sure. Oh yeah, I got those. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Those, that, was, those... that was a major source of traffic for my blog. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? If you can get a Drudge Drudge link, like, do you remember Dig? Wow. Or, yes. Oh, I remember Dig. I had oh, a RIP. I had a falling out with Dig when I was a magazine editor. <laughs> I realized that they were trying. I realized, and this was just so naive of me, but I realized that in our conversations to talk about how we might use Dig, and this was already in like third generation Dig in like two thousand. 11 or something, maybe it was second generation dig, but it took me a long time to realize that what they were suggesting was that I'd pay them to show up higher in the results, (laughs) which like, I was so naive about it that I was like, I refuse to do this. I like got super (laughs) punk rock. I'm like, fuck no, man. I trust dig links. (laughs) It was a very ugly argument. So funny. But, or like Buzzfeed was like that before they got super scammy, uh, you know, like Mm -hmm. ad wise, Mm -hmm. um, that, that used to really matter. Man, have either of you ever been fireballed? When Gruber gets you? When your site goes down. Yeah, no. I was never writing on that stuff. I've had I've had a couple of blogs crashed by fireballs. I've never on my personal blog. Um stuff that he's written about, you know, um for for two hour or Mashable or Gizmodo have been linked, but never my personal stuff, which thank God. Uh, although that would have uh, that would have always been a goal, right? Like that would have been great. Sure. But yeah, but being yeah. fireballed or like a, what was it slash dot effect that I think that was yeah. the OG. Oh slash dot Jesus. The slash dot effect. And now it's like the hacker news, you know, yep. thing or yeah. 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 But I, I have found in general blogs are more resilient these days. Getting yep. a hacker news link will rarely crash Although I will a say blog. 
that it is so mo- it is very much common that you go to one of the top hacker news things and you go to that blog and there's a paragraph just like yep. sorry wasn't expecting that traffic <laughs> things are a little crazy right now <laughs> yeah there's like I'm sorry this is just a static page because I didn't know yeah, yeah, exactly, stop yelling exactly. at me nerds <laughs> <laughs> I did the right nerd thing I made a static page uh yeah that is good stuff anyone else want a mental health um. I kind of want to talk about this, but I kind of don't. It's sort of uh, my my mother in law's uh, health is not um, good right now at all, mm-hmm. and um, and so um, Grant is really struggling with that, and I'm really trying to be supportive. But I'm, I'm sure I'll have like more things to say about that um, as things progress. But uh, that's that's kind it's of hard. been like a, a top. It is a hard thing, and um, yeah. uh, you know she's been in declining health for a while, but you know she I think everybody is now realizing, you know, that, that, that the end is, is coming and, and it, that's difficult. Let's um, talk to, about your mental so. health in this though. Do you find it, do you find it difficult to be supportive of someone else in a situation that doesn't maybe directly affect you? Like it's not your mom. Right. Uh, so you have empathy or, or sympathy mm-hmm. uh, for Grant. Do you find it difficult to be the I, I'm asking not because of any judgment on you, because right. I do personally myself find it difficult to be a really good partner in situations like that. Yeah. So I'm no, just curious. I, no, I struggle because I don't know exactly what to do. Right. Like there's yeah. a feeling of, of helplessness of, of of not knowing exactly what to do, because my instinct always is to try to solve a solution and, and fix things. And there's not much I can do here. Right. Like we are, you know, 2,500. We're. 3000 miles away. And, um, you know, he, he has a flight out that he's going to go see her. I I'd really pushed him to go see her. I'm, I'm glad that I did like book him a flight for Thanksgiving. He wasn't going to go. And I was just like, no, you're going. And, and I went to Atlanta and he went to Jacksonville. Um, and, and he saw his mom and, and that was really good. And he's, he's flying back next week. And I think his flight is, is for two weeks and um, I'll probably join him for, for a day or, 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 or two. Um, but I won't be there the whole time. Um, but, and, and obviously I've, and I've told him like, look, if, if something, you know, changes suddenly, you know, we're on a plane as soon as that needs to happen sure. and, and I'll be there like regardless, but yeah, I, 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 I struggle because in this case, their relationship is, is, better than the relationship that he had when he, when, when, when his dad died, that was really difficult. And, and, um, I wasn't as good of a partner as, as I think he needed me to be, but I was as good of a partner as I, as I could be at that time. But I, I really didn't know what to do in that time. Cause I, I'd met his dad twice and he and his dad had a really complicated relationship and I wanted to be supportive, but, um, I didn't know how to be in, in the way that would be useful to him. Yeah. I think I can be more helpful here because I know his mom, I love his mom. And, um, this is, um, it, it's just, it's a different, he and his mom have a different relationship. It's just a little bit different scenario, but yeah, like you, I still struggle. I don't know exactly what to do and like, you know, um, what, you know, like, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a challenge because like, I, I know, um, how to be supportive, like with my mom, like when, when her parents died and when her sister died, like I, I knew what to do. Um, even though, you know, I, I didn't know what to do, but I knew how to be supportive. I knew me just being there was, 
was enough support. But in a situation like this, there is a lot of uncertainty and then confusion. And then you don't want to make it about you because it's not about you, but you want to be supportive. But then, you know, there's also, you know, the, the, the grief that even though she's not my mom, you know, you go through as well. So it's just, it's, it's a, it's a struggle. Yeah, because it's not a lack of empathy. No. Like yeah. you feel yeah. it. I can see it in your face right now. You're feeling this totally, and you're and you're relating it to all of your own personal experiences. But I, yeah, I I hear what you're saying. I would say, in my experience, Jeff is way better than the two of us. <laughs> I agree. No, at, at this kind I of no, I totally agree. Not. I am not actually Jeff, I really struggle. Jeff Jeff will when Jeff knows that something is up for either of us he will check in yep. just randomly <laughs> No, but hey, you do it so well. How's like, it going? Like okay, like I'm in a situation right now which is very different from Grant's but I'm also kind of struggling with and and I'm I'm the way I'm handling it I think is the right way but I don't know is 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 a friend of mine's father um right before Thanksgiving went into the hospital um completely unexpected and turned out that he had some sort of um, autoimmune thing, and um, he's not going to make it. And oh, and uh, is completely unexpected. And mm. um, and she's she's younger than me, so like this is a total shock. And I, I don't even know just and and she and I like we're friends, but like not super close, right? So like I don't even know what to say to this. It's it's similar. Um, a, a girl I worked with very closely for years, her husband died unexpectedly over the summer while she was, while the whole family was on vacation, he had like a, it was awful, awful right before her, her, um, her youngest uh, second birthday, like just fucking terrible. Like I, I cannot imagine a worse scenario in my life. Right. And, and I reached out to her a lot and, and donated money and have continued to check in and, and, and share things with her and talk. But like, I don't even know what to, but what do you even say? What do you even Mm -hmm. do? Like, how do you even Mm -hmm. be like a person there? And, 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 and it's, you know, you want to be supportive. But for me, I'm just like, I, you know, I want people to know that I care and I'm there for them. But like, what do you even say? What do you even, or should you say anything? You know, like, I don't know. My, um, I, two years ago or so, I found my mom nearly dead on her bedroom floor. Uh, and she had been unconscious for like three days and was in a coma for like two weeks. And, um, and I'm an only child and she's single. So it was just really me there. I mean, she has tons of siblings, Catholic family and everything, but like, this isn't necessarily even super helpful, but I'll say that like the two things that I realized being on the other side of things, I I hadn't been in something so dire before, you know, um, it was not clear she was going to live and all this stuff. And, uh, and she's fine now. Um, but anyway, People that texted me or called me and left a message and said there is no pressure to respond. I just want to say I'm thinking of you. Da da da. Right? Like that line. No pressure to respond. You don't need to respond. I just want you to know. Whatever. Like there were two different kinds of people really that 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 messaged me or phone or called me. One were the people that said that, and the other were people that just got a little too involved. Yeah. You know. Sure. Um, wanted to relate my story to their story wanted to you know whatever and I, totally. I was just my brain was just fried not there and, absolutely yeah i don't want to talk right now and i'm not this is not this this trauma is not an imitation for yours there's a place exactly. for that, well, right? no, well, like, well no well no well, that, well that, that's always the thing right and and i actually it's funny you say that i said that exactly to samantha i was like you like when her husband died, i was like you do not need to respond to me i just want you to know i'm thinking of you 
but yeah. but sorry sorry go on so so no i think that's powerful and then the other one is is fucking grubhub cards uh mm. uber eats cards <laughs> yeah. whatever like i now do so i even just recently we had a little medical thing in our family and there were a couple people that just sent us those cards and man eaten off of a card um somehow even though you don't really give a shit that you're spending money right in a certain sense but it's just such a nice easy yeah thing that feels like way more than you'd think it would, you know, I would have never guessed until I had that experience. And so now I try to like, you know, throw throw a card their way, get some people to put money on it, whatever that, and just saying, you don't need to respond, but I'm thinking of you. I do better with people going through grief. I have had enough people reach out to me and help me with grief that I actually have learned how to appropriately help someone with grief. And in exactly the way you're talking about, like not making it my own, right? But like offering, like, hey, I I I know what you're going through. Here's uh, a book or a Grubhub card or etc. Right. And then I'm gonna leave you alone. Totally. And and if you want to reach out, I'm here for you. It's when people are going through uh, end of life stuff, when people are going through major medical situations with loved ones. That I'm not as good. Right. Like I don't I don't know how to be there for them without being in the way. Right. And it it's 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 tough for me. I don't know why. I feel like it's the same. It's the same advice. Like I Yeah, that's true. I, I ha having been only on the side of my mom, like basically I didn't know if she was gonna be a vegetable or whatever whatever. Like I I was realizing constantly, like, wow, this doesn't feel like I thought it would. This mm-hmm. doesn't feel like I assume people feel when they're going through this, you know, you, you still feel just enough like yourself that again, a thing like a meal card or just a note, like, Hey, I'm just thinking of you. It is really pops still, through. Oh no, it is. It, yeah. it, it is. It, well, I mean, if anything, like, like for instance, like with Grant's mom, Grant is a little bit different. Like I feel like I can, I can probably help or do, do the right things, you know, to, to my friend who, you know, is, is losing her father. Like that's, awful um but but i feel like i can be supportive in the right ways there it's it's difficult when it's like your partner because yeah it it, it just it it is oh god but, totally yeah and i don't you know mean, I mean to it's, be it's, addressing it's, it's, it oh that. no yeah. oh i know i know you don't i know i know you are i'm just saying like for me i think i struggle with that but to your point like it is still grief right like because when you're watching someone decline you know what's coming and even if they yeah. get better it's still grieving for like, you're still going through that process because you don't know yeah. what's going to happen next. Right. Yeah, that makes like, sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you can't send them teardrop soup until someone has passed. Exactly. Right. That's the thing, right? Or like, tear soup, it, it, tear soup, tear soup. That's yes. the book. We, Mike Rose yes. sent me that book, uh, tear soup. Um, and when I was grieving for when I lost my pit bull and mm. because honestly, pet deaths have like i've lost a lot of friends i've lost family like a lot of people in my life have died but nothing has ever hit me as hard Mm. as the pets i've lost um because i don't have kids so i've I've never i've never i've never come close to dealing with the loss of a child that i can't imagine no i think that that would look on the scale that has to probably be i i I don't even know i like i can't even fathom I can't either. Um, but like, but but Mike sent me Tear Soup and that book. I I cried when I read it and immediately was nothing but grateful. And now when I have friends 
in grief over any of of any kind, I I go, go to Amazon and I order yes. them tear soup. Yeah, no, and I used your advice. I've actually sent that to a couple of people and for for, for pets, and I and it and it's uh it's such a good book and it, it's wonderful. Um, but yeah, but that's the thing, right? Yeah, you can't send something like that until after the person is gone. But you can send them like when they're in the hospital. The the Grubhub thing that was a great reminder. We, Samantha that helped a lot with with her was like there was a meal train and there were some other things and there was like a GoFundMe because again it was completely unexpected. Thirty nine years old. You don't expect yeah. somebody to be on vacation with their family, drop dead, like that's fucking insane, horrific, out of the country. Yeah. So that was a whole thing too. Oh my I god, it's so completely insane. I, I can't even imagine, honestly. Yeah. Like I, we didn't talk about it here because it was, I a, I didn't want, it was not about me, and I didn't want to make it about me, but it did impact like my mental health a lot over the summer, just I'm because sure. you know, like I loved her so much, but I can't even imagine being in another country. Um, there in Turks no. and Caicos with two um, small children losing my spouse and then having to figure out like how how do you get the body out how do you like oh, what yeah, do you do yeah. like i mean you know what i mean like they're just the technical considerations yeah. right they're i mean like honestly like you, you've got to call the consulate i'm sure i'm sure that there are pro- like weird covid things just i i don't even want to imagine um right. and and the fact that she also was having to raise two little boys at the same time still be mom like i just beyond strong so yeah so you know, the, the, the meals she said really helped. And then we sent her like an edible arrangement for the funeral because I didn't know if like they wanted, uh, you know, flowers or not, or, and I couldn't get information from the funeral home to really like find out like what the deal was going to be. And I, I didn't want to bug her to ask too many details. So instead I was just like, okay, we'll send an edible arrangement to the house after the funeral. Um, and, and, and she loved it. And, um, you know, we, we did some other things, but it was just like, you know, you just you feel just, but but that I I, I think that's good advice. Um, I'm going to send uh, my friend who who's you know with their family is going through right now. I'm going to send her a hundred dollar um, uh, Grubhub card right now. Actually, that's yeah. that's a good really, really good idea. Yeah, it's, it's funny, right? Because I think that I know that I assume when somebody's going through something like even just what you described, Christina, with your friend out of the country, like I assume that they're on some special plane of grief um, that I can't access. But in fact, they're dealing with just one bullshit decision after another, mm-hmm. right? And in that sense, it's a lot easier to imagine your meal card cutting through that than cutting yes. through some high state of, of, well, that's the of thing. grief. Well, that's the thing when you don't have monastic. to make the decision, when you don't yeah. have to make the decision about who, who food is coming from or, or anything like that, yep. right? Like, you know, it, when you don't have to, you just, you know, go forward. Yeah. That's why people bring casseroles to wake, yes. right? Totally. Well, and it also, I know for me with my mom, like it meant that I did eat, you know, because I was, I was living in that hospital ICU for like a week and I would just be like, ah, fuck it. I'll go get a bag of chips in the vending machine later. But instead I could get Thai food delivered. It made a huge difference. Um, Jeff, I want to hear from you before I do a terrible sponsor break. (laughs) That's a good way to set it up. That's why we have all the listeners and the money. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's why we have all the money. Yeah. Uh, I am, I'm doing really good today. Uh, I, um, I don't have a lot to sort of report coherently, um, publicly, (laughs) but like just that, you know, just picking up actually on, um, the job thing we were talking about for so long. I've, 
I'm pretty close to having an end date to my project that has been going for almost five years, um, sometime in the spring, most likely. And uh, I'll be 48. And I know I don't want to go back to an office, which I guess is easier now than it used mm-hmm. to be to not go back to an office. But I also have thought a lot about how projects that I've built that I've worked on that are sort of trauma facing, they do this work around juvenile justice, um, are, are, are sort of almost really ought to be a relic of my past as, as weird as that may sound, because it was a different me that needed to always do trauma facing work. Um, and I think I was a little past that even when I started this project, but I didn't realize it yet. And I've just had a lot happen over the last few years that's caused just a ton of growth and sort of reconciliation with hard things. And I actually feel like what's complicated about deciding what's next is that I don't think there's a direct pathway out of what I have been doing to whatever it is that I want to do, because I don't want to do, I want to have a season of not doing trauma facing work in my life, a season in my mm-hmm. life of not doing that. Um, I've never had such a season. Uh, for, well, from the time I stopped being a drummer in a punk rock band in 1998, sure. I've never when, had. When you immediately went into fucking journalism and no, I, not even that. I went straight to like activism and aid work in Iraq, yeah. and you yeah, know, exactly. journalism didn't even come for another like five years. Oh man! Um, and so I'm just I've kind of realized in therapy and elsewhere that it's like, oh, you know, I've kind of settled that part of me. Maybe I shouldn't just build something up that kind of forces me into a sort of trauma um hunter gatherer phase. <laughs> yeah, how do you how do you redefine like that is that is the you I know is someone yeah, yeah. who who puts themselves into trauma facing situations uh to document them to aid in right. and remedying them like how, I, I don't I don't know how you redefine <laughs> me neither. That's, that's why it's that's why it's sitting here in mental health corner. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not stressed about it at all. I'm I'm actually just really grateful to have that awareness because um you know I'm also in just a weird point in time where it's like jobs I would have gotten in the past aren't really available to me in the same way yeah. um that they used to be. Uh and it's it's nothing like what it's like for women. And I would say that I'm reaching a point as a man that if I could be hired in journalism, it would be by other men um, of my age or older who are absolutely not the cohort I want to be working for um, ever again. <laughs> I'm just like, I hated that about journalism. I hated it. All these men who failed up and became managers... Right. And hired yeah. more men that that they liked and and thought they were radical when they hired a woman. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's just a scene that I mean, I'm not even saying I'm welcome in that scenario anymore, but <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's tune in next year to see what happens to Jeff. <laughs> um I don't know if I could get paid a lot of money to just work on old machines in my garage, I'd be fucking fine. I've I've done enough. I, I mean there, totally. Is, is there a way? <laughs> I is there a profession? Can you make a YouTube channel? 
I've thought about the YouTube channel, but you know, those people, they don't end up happy. I know. I'm just, you, you will end up serving the, serving the channel. That's what I worry about. That's what I worry about. When we were kids, I'm willing to bet you guys, when they asked you what you wanted to be, when you grow up, you said things like fireman, uh, astronaut, president, like we Mm -hmm. had weird aspirations, unrealistic. Yeah. Do you know what the most common Gen Z response is? YouTuber. YouTuber? Yes. YouTuber. It's YouTuber. Yep. Hey, look, yep. I I actually would love... The, so the, <laughs> there is a whole genre of YouTube channel that's just literally no narration tool restoration. And there are people that do that work that get 4 million hits a video. Jesus. Mm-hmm. And they're not saying anything. I mean... I, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you know the... Like a YouTube, when you watch your favorite YouTuber and they do a sponsor break, do you have any idea how much they get paid for that sponsor break? Oh, so the ones that don't get cut out when you have premium, like that kind of situation? Yeah. The ones that are- It varies. The the ones that are part of the actual YouTube itself, they're five digits plus. Wow. Like, I we don't get that kind of money for our sponsor spots. Yeah. And oh, like no. you get a YouTube channel with even, you know, 250,000 subscribers, you can make bank on those sponsor spots. It's crazy to me. You know what drives my my boys nuts is if I help them with something and they're like, "Oh, thanks." As I'm leaving, I go, "Hey, don't forget to mash that subscribe button." <laughs> <laughs> Pisses them off so much. <laughs> Remember to turn on alerts. Yeah, that's um, right. <laughs> do you mind if I take a, a sponsor no, break sponsor now? It. This feels like a perfect segue. It, it honestly, it's a so, great segue. <laughs> anyone who knows me knows about my Robo Dom fetish. Um, I have subscribed to multiple robot dominatrix services over the years, oh and God. I get a lot of dirty pleasure from submitting to dominant, sexy mechanical entities. But those subscriptions pile up over time, and it's really easy to lose track of which electronic overlords I'm serving. And I need a quick way to see all of my subscriptions and cancel the ones that I'm done with. That's why I love using Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. The app shows you all of your subscriptions in one place and then cancels for you whatever you don't still want. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't know you were paying for, and you may even find out that you've been double-charged for a subscription. To cancel, sub- <laughs> to cancel a subscription, all you have to do is press cancel, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com overtired. Seriously, it could save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com com slash overtired cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at rocketmoney.com slash overtired and if you want to curb your submission to the sexy sexy robot overlords check out rocketmoney.com slash overtired i want to point out that you've somehow found a way to segue mental health corner every episode into you working out your weird fetishes yeah i feel <laughs> I I feel like it's part of my mental health situation to just really to shine, shed light, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You're a voice for the voiceless. Yeah, <laughs> you're a voice for the voiceless. It's really amazing. Light and dark corners, brother. I would also <laughs> like to tell everyone about 
another podcast that we we love. Uh, we love them because they're also talking about us. This is a promo swap. It doesn't take uh, much for us to love you. <laughs> <laughs> the best advice show is your reminder that there are weird, delightful, and effective ways to make your life slightly and sometimes profoundly better. And every very short episode of the show, a different contributor offers to take offers their take on making life more joyful, healthful, and livable, and it's likely going to be something you can try out today if you want. What I love about the show is you can get in and get out. You can learn a tangible, actionable nugget of advice and then get on with your day. The host, Zach Rosen, talks to well-known people like happiness guru Gretchen Rubin and filmmaker Mike Mills, but also his friends and his daughter and his listeners. The best advice show available wherever you listen to Overtired. What what are uh, out of the, you? You added three topics, Jeff. I want to talk about these common passwords. Yeah, let's do that because the other two kind of go together. So this is funny because NordVPN is sometimes a sponsor, and this is a list <laughs> gathered uh, with financing from NordPass. Set us up. So basically, Nord um, NordPass released a top 200 most common passwords. You can find a link in the show notes. Um, And it's actually something where they worked with independent researchers who specialize in cybersecurity incidents. Basically, there's a database of all the password leaks and they analyze those. Um, In this case, it was a three terabyte database um, of all of these leaks that they analyzed to come up with the top 200 passwords. Now, I'll get us just past the past the cruft. I mean, right off the bat, you've got one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You've got QWERTY. That's just that row on your, your deal, right? Here's something I love, which is that in the 22 spot, I love you. So I down at the bottom, they have like different breakdowns for fashion brands, artists, video yeah. games. Swear words fascinates me because... 21,223,000 some passwords were just fuck. Yeah. They just, yeah. Their password well, was just fuck. Well, <laughs> well, fuck you is is number 56 on this year's list with 1,562,037. And I have to say, I, I think that I, not for any current passwords, because uh, I use password manager and I don't even know most of my passwords, but fuck off right. has definitely been a password that I've used before. You're just not in the mood for that shit right now. Well, because because and often often oftentimes it'd be like for you know a service that they make you sign up for a pa- sign up for an account and you don't want to and you're like I'm never going to use this again. Be like fuck off. Yes, 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 sure. yes. That's sure, good. I like but it. I like it. Let me just put it out there. If you add some spaces and some extra words, if you wrote fuck right the hell off with spaces between each word, you would reduce the crackability of the password. Oh, yeah. infinitely. That's true. Oh yeah, yeah if it was good. go space fuck space yourself um, exclamation mark um, uh, that would be like <laughs> a, a very difficult well, to crack password. You know, yeah, fuck you may not be that simple, but I would like to uh, I would like to point you to number one thirty one. Fuck you one. See that I saw that I, I appreciate this. Also, weirdly in 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 the top in the top list, MySpace one. Who the fuck is still using MySpace? Exactly. <laughs> what better password than a dead social media service? Oh my god. Um. Okay. So Brett's talking about on the homepage for this top two hundred. You can look at like movies. They have these special 
uh, list. So, uh, and you had cuss words, swear words. What is Fuck. Leon? I don't even know what Leon <coughs> is. In the movie thing? Well, that's yeah. like, well, hold on. Go back to swear words because I learned that mist is German for like, well, it said it might be German for dang, but which isn't really <laughs> exciting. But um, you got puta in there. Like it's a little international. Uh, the yeah, list. sure. But it's mostly swears we know in English. Because if uh, you do it in a foreign language, it's less crackable. Um, okay, Chris, Christina, I'm at the art, the top 10 artists, and Taylor Swift is not in that top 10. Okay, good. That's because Swifties know better. Swifties know. All right, yes. that's, that's, that's the point. Yes. yes. Metallica yeah. and Eminem are. Uh, but Metallica so Miley... comes in after the Eagles, fucking boomers. After Eagles. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's an awful lot of fucking... Um... <laughs> No, no, it was interesting. Pink, pink they have as the artist. I think that's just the color because any true pink fan would use the explanation. Yeah, that makes no sense. Who, what fucking service is allowing you to use U2 as a thank you? Yeah, exactly. How do you, <laughs> that makes you no sense to me? Two character password. I'm calling bullshit on that one. Yeah, also, it, three million. Yeah, is it? Yeah. Are we sure that's just not in the password? There are a couple of other um, two-letter ones in cars. VW is number four. Like, there's no way. Like, yeah, yeah, no yeah. service is letting you have like a two-letter password. I wonder if they're just cutting off numbers. Uh, that's for what this. I'm thinking. That, that's There's what it has to be. Though. That's what it has to be. I'm really sad that XXX has such a weak showing at number two hundred. Honestly. Honestly, I mean, come on. Uh, G, uh, G, yeah, this has to be just like them, them cutting stuff off because like GTA is is um, number five on video yes, games. Yes, right. Like, okay, like, right, like right, two right. Two million, whatnot. And like, I, I could see somebody being like GTA password or GTA, you know, one, two, three, four or whatever for their Grand Theft Auto online um, login, yeah. which, you know, fair. Um, I have to say, I don't reuse passwords and I use a password manager and and have for a long time, but there are some things where I'm like, I don't care if this gets leaked because I don't have any payment information yeah. or anything else to it. Or sometimes I will yeah. use a very obvious, very bad password just because I'm like, I, I, I don't care enough to even open up the password. Are manager. you one of the, are you one of the 840,000 people using Justin? Ooh, <laughs> even, <yeah. laughs> even, even in cases where I don't care, like I'm not going to use this service in correlation with anything else. And if oh, it gets, yeah. Like, even in those situations, I will use a three-word phrase with spaces. I love that spaces are allowed in passwords because I can just type a well, sentence. Well, some passwords. Mo- yeah. most, most passwords will allow you to use a space. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I run into so many ex- uh, um, exceptions with that for certain things. If, and if then- I run into an exception, I'll use an underscore. But Hold on. But a three-word phrase, and I will, and and on services that I really don't care about, I will reuse a password. Right. I was I was going to say, do you reuse the thing? Actually, I have a keyboard point. shortcut to insert that password. <laughs> like it's oh, that's it's amazing. built it's hard coded into my key bindings to like just insert this fucking generic password that if this service got compromised and this password is compromised. Anywhere else it was used, I also wouldn't care. Yeah, I um, I used to use for um, uh, this was for a shared password service. I think it was called Passpack. This that was one of the early enterprise focused like password manager things. Um, we, you got to have like a a phrase to get into it. Like that's what they required you to do. And I had a Simpsons quote, and I won't say which one. Um, because <laughs> uh, I, I don't think I've used it anywhere else. But I'm not 
opening myself up for that sort of opsec. And there are only a hundred million <laughs> Simpsons quotes you could use. But I found that was actually my doctor like, said it, my nose wouldn't bleed if I just kept my fingers out of there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Showing. And exactly. And so it, but, but that was I was thinking, I was like, you know, if I had to come up with like something and keep a list of it, obviously still have a, a list of my passphrases, but I was like, that would probably be one of the <laughs> one of the best ones I could do just because it you know, I've spent my, literally my entire life, I've spent quoting the Simpsons. So <laughs> what about, okay. So two things I want to read my, two of my very favorites. And I know we need to move on, but I also want to say, do you remember back in the day when you could um, log into a service by adding your username and password to the URL? Did you ever do that? Yeah. Oh it would yeah. Be like yeah, you, yeah. It'd be like basic, you call in basic uh, authentication. You can still mm-hmm. do that with a can lot you? of a lot of uh, so most services that have moved on to like token authentication yeah. uh, no longer accept basic auth, but anything that does still accept basic auth, even if you ping a 1.0 version of their API, you can still put username colon password wow. into the URL and log into it. Wow. The, the, we've been it's through so some bad, times. Though. Like, the, <laughs> okay, the, here. And when, when we think about it, like that's literally like one of the worst things you could possibly do. Oh my god, right? it's just right. it's horrible because it also means someone's emailing you non SSL URLs. Right, that's what I'm saying. Right, with right, non SSL right, URLs, right. you're literally passing in plain text. You're it was like, oh my god. Yeah. It's it's like the days before you could treat sexually transmitted diseases. Um, so okay, my two favorites before we move on. Uh, right here at number one fifty two. Let me in. All one word. It's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and then last year's number one forty six. Trust no one. T r u s t n o number one. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been n zero number one though. Really, I mean, if we were really going for it. All right. It's gratitude time, yeah, and we're we're switching it up today. Let's yeah, just this just is be straightforward. What we call about it harditude, harditude, which which I kind of love because it's like it it, it, it sounds <laughs> it's like, like hard baditude. on. So like, there was a band yeah. called Baditude, Harditude, Harditude. <laughs> so this uh, is a, this hardware. is a stuff hardware, that makes us hard. a hardware <laughs> week of gratitude. We're going to talk about some of our favorite hardware for the week. Uh, I feel like Christina, you're ready to go with this. Yep. Yep. Okay. So um, this is a keyboard that I was not expecting to buy last week, but I did it, A, because it was on sale for Black Friday, and B, because it turns out I work with the the, the designer, um, which is wild to me. I was talking to her, and I didn't realize. So um, are, are either of you familiar with the Olivia um, uh, keycaps um, um, uh, series, like no. the the, the, the theme so if, if you search gmk olivia it's like one of the most loved um keycap sets um okay. that's come out right and there, there are a million copies of it um and uh it uh hasn't been run i don't think since since 2018 um or, or, or 2019 oh yeah, 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 yeah um yeah, yeah. so but but it's 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 a rose gold themed set yeah. anyway um Gorgeous. i work with olivia at github olivia works at github really <laughs> yeah, and I found this out when we were talking about something unrelated, but she we were bonding over rose gold and she was like, "Do you have a rose gold keyboard?" I was like, "I do." And I showed her like a keycap set or whatever that I have, and then I was like, "I I wanted, you know, a, more of these, but it's hard to get." She's like, "Yeah, it's going to be come, you know, coming um uh, there's going to be another release and in and, and blah blah blah." And I just figured she was really into the keyboard community, and then I realized that <laughs> one of the one of the there was a, a themed Olivia keyboard that um uh, Notion Keys came out with um last year 
um, and it was um, 50% off for um, uh, Black Friday. And um, I, uh, I was, and I asked my friend Helen, I was like, should I buy this? Um, because it's, it's 50% off. She's like, well, you know, Olivia works at, um, novel keys, sorry, not notion keys, novel keys. She was, she was like, well, you know, Olivia works at GitHub. And I was like, wait, what? I'm talking to her right now. And I went back to Olivia and I was like, wait, 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 you're the <laughs> Olivia. She was like, yeah, I was like, so I was literally wearing the band tee to the concert, talking to the band and didn't even know. Oh, that's awesome. Um, she, she's also the main developer behind Via, which is like the, the keyboard customization um, software for, for QMK, the, the firmware. Anyway, she's badass. We're best friends now. But awesome. I bought, because it was 50% off, I bought um, an NK65 Olivia edition keyboard. So, you know, uh, in, in, in homage to uh, my, uh, my new best friend. And um, it. it's also, a, I, I needed to uh, lube the, um, the, the stabilizers um, uh, on, on the uh, space bar and, and the inner uh, uh, keys. But um, the, the, the keys themselves, even though it was a pre-assembled one, like, and I would have been happy to assemble it myself, but uh, in, in this case, it was actually cheaper to get the keyboard than it would be to buy um, an aftermarket set of the keys. Um, but I, but I, I bought, um, uh, the Olivia edition keyboard and I really like it. So that's, that's, awesome. uh, my, 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 um, um, harditude and also like, uh, just a hilarious story that I found out that I like, that's amazing. Was, yeah. I, I, I still can't believe it that I'm like, I was like, I'm, I'm literally like, I had no idea. Like you would have thought that I was like trying to like like suck up to her or something. I had no clue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was right. I, I, I was like, wait, because Olivia in my mind, I, there was no way in my mind that I was like, oh yeah, she, person who designed the the the, the keycap series, Olivia, right. is is right. Olivia. No, yeah, <laughs> same person. She's great. So another, you live in Capitol Hill, right? I do. Yeah, uh, here's another story from Capitol Hill. Um, in 1992, uh, of my friend Marty she was at a bar and she was drinking with a friend whose other friend showed up and the three of them were sitting at a table. And, um, and, and she asked the guy that had joined them like, well, Oh, what do you do? And he's like, Oh, I'm a bass player. She's like, Oh, cool. I'm a bass player too. Da, 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 da. It was, keeps going, keeps going. It was Jeff Ament, the bass player of Pearl Jam. who She had no <laughs> idea what he even looked like. Oh, I said, oh I'm a bass that. player too. That's cool. I'm in a band too. <laughs> oh my God. I bet he loved that similar. though. I bet he did. Yeah. You got it. I mean, you got to, it's like perfect, uh, just an innocent, awesome, just like, yeah, he wasn't like, I'm a bass player. You might've heard of me. I'm the guy in the, I mean, was he wearing the hat? I never asked her <laughs> like, uh, I, I, cause there's no excuse for, for missing it. If he was wearing the big floppy fat Albert hat, whatever the fuck he wore. Anyway, that you reminded me of that. And it comes from your neighborhood. Um, I love it. <laughs> all right, Brett, you want to go? Sure. I, uh, I'm going to talk about the wave XLR from Elgato. Elgato. Um, so I I use a uh, Shure SM7B microphone, which is why my voice has this wonderful timbre to it. Um, but in order to use it previously, I have run it through a cloud lifter and then through a uh, Scarlet Solo. Uh, Essentially two preamps. Sure. And, and then a second... Uh, cutoff switch for a microphone mute uh, as a cough button. And, and I have, I have multiple versions of that. So ultimately 500 plus dollars worth of hardware uh, just to use this microphone. And then from as 
we uh as mentioned previously on the show we uh david sparks uh, mentioned that he was using the wave xlr and i decided it's 150 bucks i'm gonna give it a shot it's it's one big dial that has I was gonna 70, say I love that yeah 75 is it watts i don't even know what the the unit is but se- it, it, 75 decibels um I'm going to fuck that 75 up. What's it's. 75 what's it's, uh, is enough to power the SM7B on its own. And you can control the mix in your headphones, the headphone volume and the microphone gain all from one big dial, uh, right there on your, on your, on your desk. And it has a capacitive, uh, mute button. So I can just tap the top of this thing. And and it serves as a cough button. Uh, so like literally nice. all I have to do is flail for it. <laughs> if <laughs> if I need to silence it, I just flail for so it. So now you don't hear a cough, but you hear ka-chunk, ka-chunk, ka-chunk as you try to flail for no, it. No, I just, <laughs> it, it's pretty easy to hit. I keep it right in the middle of my desk. And I am very impressed with it. It is a $150 gadget that has... Uh, replaced over five hundred dollars worth of gear that I am now going to see. Jesus, what I can awesome. get for on the used gear market. But uh, yeah, this is a great little, great little box. And even without the drivers, without the software, like it does exactly what I've just said it would. Uh, but with the software that that Elgato provides, you can also patch in multiple audio sources. Yeah. And mix and and match all of your uh, different inputs, and it will interface very nicely with a stream deck, and and the stream deck plus, which oh my god, that's what I want for Christmas. If anyone wants to get me a Christmas present, you send me a stream it. deck plus with the four. Yeah, knobs. I want that too. I want that too. I I because um, yeah. I have the the, the the stream deck um um uh, the big one. And the XL, the XL, and I didn't get the Mark II because it was just the faceplates, even though it looked great. But now yeah, the Stream Deck right. Plus, I'm like, oh man, I want this. I yeah. have almost the entire Elgato like kit of stuff. I've got their lights. <laughs> I've got too. like yeah. the 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 um the the Cam Link 4K. Face I've got cam, like the yeah the um, key lights. Yeah, yeah. I've, got, I've got like everything, but I, I I don't have the XL um um R because I um uh the, the Wave XL or whatever it is because. I have the task cam thing that I'm using. Now, didn't you used to have a roadcaster? Uh, no, I've never had the roadcaster. I, I would be curious again, if someone wants to send it to me, great, but no, I've never, I've never had the roadcaster. Okay. So eventually when I finally set up all my stuff, which I will be doing hopefully over Christmas, I have, because it's been sitting here for months. I have oh, the task man. cam. Oh, shit. So I'm showing this off on camera. So I have the task cam Mixcast 4, yes. which is basically their version of the Roadcaster. Now, the Roadcaster, they did just come out with a new version, which I think is better. But when I bought mine, the task cam was both cheaper and had features of the Roadcaster. I hope you start not. dropping beats. I, I mean, I hope so. <laughs> Those little pads. So, but but in, in, in my defense, I needed to spend like a certain amount of money um, that like the company like the microsoft gave me every year for certain things i needed to spend right. it before i left so i had like fifteen hundred dollars that i had to blow through so i got that Damn. and Fun. i got um uh, uh the um uh cal digit four and i got um two no i got three elgato um or not or not elgato four um uh three ergotron arms 
So <laughs> I nice. was just like, bam, there we go. But if I hadn't, then I would have been. I'm really glad. To, I'm really glad to know that the Wave XLR works with um, the uh, SM7B because a lot of sub two hundred dollar preamp things don't. So yeah. that's no, this. That's awesome. This is the most powerful preamp I've ever seen in a sub five hundred dollar uh, mixer or uh, audio interface. That's it awesome. Is. Yeah, that's all the amperage you need. Yeah, when you were telling us about it at first, I was confused because I, I was confusing it with um, their microphone. I was like, why would you replace your 7B with this? But right. okay. Right. So that, that, that's why that's why I asked, oh, you're, you're selling that? I was like, you're like, no, I'm going to keep it. And I was like, okay, well, that's weird. Um, so, but now, no, now, now, now it makes sense. And, and um, I, 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 I got them confused. But Elgato, Man, like I even have their their green screen, which I'm gonna have to get installed at some point because I got like the the one I can mount on the <laughs> yeah. wall and like pull it down. Yeah, yeah. Like I I love their stuff. Well, my uh, harditude is actually Elgato, and it's it's not even like necessarily gratitude. It's just for anyone who's considering upgrading from the like medium size one to the XL. I did that last year, and I still don't feel more than fifteen. At a I'm time, it looks about like the Stream Deck. The, sorry, yeah, I'm talking about the Stream Deck XL, which has like what 28. Yeah, it was too big for uh, me. I didn't need it. I would like. It looks so sad. Like I have one for when I'm on Zooms, and it just looks like I bought a house that's way too big for me, and then went back on tour. You yeah, know? totally. Like the, the the early rock star move. Um, so just to anybody who's wondering, really, just game it out because other than the fact that the form factor is fucking awesome on yeah. this thing. Uh, I don't need it. <laughs> yeah, I would say for people, if you don't know, we've talked about this before, and actually, this is good gratitude. So this this kind of takes us back. If you are not yeah. sure if you um, would benefit from a Steam Deck, Stream Deck, sorry, the Steam Deck is also great. But if you do not Steam know Deck, yeah. uh, if you would benefit from a Stream Deck, Elgato sells a Stream Deck app in the App Store that has the same functionality. Uh, it doesn't have the tactile buttons, obviously, but it has the same functionality. I think it's like $30 for a year subscription. I think you can also do it monthly. What I'd recommend doing is trying that app out and and doing the subscription, you know, for a month or a year or whatever as as a test. See if you get benefit out of it. If you do, if it's something you realize, oh, I'm going to benefit from this, then go ahead and buy a physical one. Um, you can also use the two together, which is really useful, and they can kind mm -hmm. of sync. So if you're, oh, you can use the little one and the big one together. Yeah, I use. I use, I have a 15 key one and I have a six key mini and I use the 15 key one to determine what displays on the six key mini. Uh, so I have like pages of buttons on my 15 key and I, I can just press a button on that and it will change ah. what's displayed on the mini, which is front, like the, the 15 key is to the left of my keyboard on a keyboard tray. But the mini is front and center on the top of my desk. And uh, so, like, say I'm in a Zoom meeting, I just hit the Zoom button on the 15 key, and all of my buttons on my mini change to buttons for muting my microphone, turning video on and off, leaving the meeting, sharing screen, and, like, very context-sensitive it also, situation. it allows you to be super chaotic. You just start hitting all those buttons, you know? It's like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, good to see you all again. Yeah, I am. I'm late too. for therapy as we speak. Oh mm. man, well, we're really sorry about my that. My therapy, but... my therapy session started 12 minutes ago, and I sent an email saying, "Hey, <laughs> I got a meeting running long." 
I will be there. Charge me for the full hour. I'll totally. get there when I get there. Well, thank you for 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 uh for for missing therapy for us. Uh, hopefully, we were a good pregame, and uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Come awesome. On. Get some sleep, y'all. Get some get sleep. Some sleep. The system is going down now.